0: Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love your name. We love your presence. And now we are about to read your word. There is power and life in your word, Lord. And I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, bring life to the scriptures this morning for every heart here, for each person in this hall or watching online. Speak with us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Take our seat. Feel free, relax, say hello for the next, uh, for the person next to you, your neighbor. You can invite for lunch. How was your week? If you are here for the first time or second, welcome. My name is Danny. I'm part of the leadership team of this local church. If you are watching online as well, welcome. I just want to ask you a gift, your attention for the next few minutes where we will be sharing the word of God. And I have the classic text behind me of Ephesians 4. And so let's read Ephesians 4. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to to equip his people for works of service. This text keeps going. We just stop here to share a bit with you okay so guys we are in a series of teachings talking about the vision of the church six words and and it's, it's good to explain something in this book we have how many books inside i hate when the preachers do this because we never know if there's some prank or something behind yeah six six books in this uh, Bible. The word Bible means collection of books. So it's not a holy word. This Bible is a collection of books. Six, six books. And the New Testament, we've got 27 books in the New Testament. Well done. Sunday school. And <laughs> these 27 books, the most part of them, the names, uh, their letters, and the names are, uh, are the names of churches. So sometimes, if you're not very familiar, you have all these weird names, Corinth, Galatians, Ephesians, and all these words, they were towns. Uh, so the churches in those days, they didn't have fancy names like, the, I don't know, the church of Jesus Christ, and the seventh trumpet of Revelation. Nothing like this. The names were just the name of the town. Okay, so we have these cities in the Bible, in the New Testament. When we talk about church vision, we have a vision for our church. We are not talking about something brand new that's not in the Bible. Oh, because the eldership team, they were praying and they saw a vision, a picture, an angel with a tray of of gold giving a new vision for Holy Community Church. No, you're just coming back to the scriptures and to share something with the church. Now, every church in the New Testament, you, you have all these letters. Uh... Of course, we have the main vision and the purpose from God to the church. The Great Commission is our mission. But every church, they had something specific to deal with. Or we have seven churches in Revelation and Jesus is giving and addressing different situations for different churches because they have their own uh, context. So in our context here in Crowley, what kind of church we want to be to fulfill God's purpose for the church, we summarize in this statement that we are working this last uh, two Sundays. So a diverse church equipped to impact communities and beyond. Can you repeat after me? One, two, three. In the last two Sundays, Steve was preaching uh, in the first words of this statement and behind every word of this statement, Statements. There's a teaching. There's a reason why this word is there. And today I will talk about equipped. Okay. make sense. Yeah. Difficult. No. Okay. Equipped. That's why we came to Ephesians 4. Because this word is here. Uh-huh, to equip his people, God's people, the flock, the church for works of service. Let's talk about this. This morning. So let me start with this question. What is a church? Now we could spend Many sessions, many Sundays, many series answering this question. The last Sunday, Steve talked a bit about church as a bride, church as a soldier. There's many analogies in the Bible. I'm sure you heard about the church being the body of Christ. Uh, The people of God, there's many names for church. And what is a church? What is this? Okay, let me start with the very basic. What is not a church? Church is not a building. Of course, then we you know it's necessary to teach this, or church is not an institution or a building. Why? Because it's Sunday morning. We have people from everywhere coming for this building or watching online. And maybe for, uh, to some of us, the word church opens a drawer in our brain with memories. Good memories, bad memories. Some people were hurt by churches or church leaders or for some people church is just that um tradition or the building we are in 2023 20, uh, almost oh, give the wrong year 2023. <laughs> church today we don't need that big towers they are beautiful we saw in everywhere in england and in many places in, in europe but that big tower with uh, what's the name a bell centuries ago was necessary because people could see oh where's the there's the church the tower Today, we don't need this. But for some people, church is this memories about the childhood or tradition. Or we go to the church and we come back from the church. We go to God and we come back from God. God is there. That place is a holy place. That guy speaking on the stage is a holy man. And that environment is different. So kids, if you are fighting in the car, once you arrive in the church, stop the fight. Pretend that you are happy. We are in the church. When I was little in the church, my mother, very old-fashioned Pentecostal, I wasn't allowed to put my feet on the stage because it was holy. On all the instruments, they were holy. It's like, I don't know, something physically holy. But let me tell you something. After this morning service here, after our... um, tea, coffee time, we go home. Guess what? The church will not be here anymore. Because God cannot send his spirit, his blessing on empty chairs, or on stage. Because the church is not a building, the church is not an institution, church is people. And, and we have these pictures in the Bible uh, when calls the church as a bride. Bride is a <laughs> person, is someone. The bride of Jesus is the people of God in everywhere with different nations, different languages, gathering together in the very end of all things, the end of the ages for this big big, uh, wedding feast. The wedding is this analogy when Bible talks about church. People. And guess what? People, People needs to grow. Every person needs to grow. So, church is not a building, is not a institution, but church uh, has a mind that needs to mature and not a structure that needs to improve. Okay, church is not structure. Yeah, church doesn't grow through the improvement of its structure, but to the improvement or growing of his people. Oh, so we don't need structure. Of course, we need to serve the real church. Structure is not the main reason for everything. It's just to serve the needs of the real church. Yes, yes. Now, why I'm telling this to you? Because to grow, we have different stages. And we start with breast milk and we go for... What's the name of this? Feed bottle? Baby bottle? Milk bottle? Yeah, all these names are right? Okay. Breast milk, feed bottle baby food and barbecue, <laughs> of course. Sorry, vegans, I was with Giovanna last, what is uh, today's Sunday, come on, a few days ago we were, Wednesday, we were, what's the name, Putney, that place in London, and we saw by accident uh, a, a flag, a big flag of that country, Brazil. And the flag was there, and, oh, well, well, there's a, well, I don't know, oh, it's a barbecue, uh, it's a Brazilian barbecue place, and, mm, the first one, how much is? <laughs> <laughs> and I was lazy to cross the road, so I have things online today, <laughs> I went to the address, I said, two per one today. <laughs> Guess what? We and Wednesday, having a barbecue, having troubles to sleep later because it was 9 p.m., Wow. <laughs> In this first stage, we are all served because someone is giving food to us. Someone's taking care of us. Someone's feeding us. He's preparing the milk. He's looking after us, even the baby food, and even the, the meal. Someone is cooking. This is the first stage of a person development or growing. This is the first stage. Second stage is when, okay, I'm able to help myself to put the food on my plate or to cook simple meals. I feel that I'm still in this stage. <laughs> to cook very simple meals, but I'm able to look after myself. And let me open up brackets here. Uh, we are living in this generation where, and, and let me speak with men, where we have men with 30, 28, 30, 35, 40 years old, but still behaving in his emotions and mind like a child, like children. Because A mature person thinks, okay, I'm responsible uh, for someone, I look after someone, but a childish mind thinks someone's looking after me. Was my mom, now is my wife. And wives sometimes have two, three children and the husband, and then they look after the guy. So a mature person thinks, okay, it's my responsibility to supply, to give, to be the provider of food for this family or for this little person here that I have in my life. Closing the brackets. What I'm trying to say is, church is a place for food. And sometimes we have these stages in our lives where we keep being served and then we are able to help ourselves sometimes. But then we have another stage where I am mature enough to feed others, to prepare meals, to cook for, for people and to serve them. Because at some point of this journey, I was equipped. Someone taught me how to prepare a good meal and to serve people in the right way. This is a journey of maturity. But there's another level of this maturity journey. When I know how to cook, I know how to prepare a meal to someone, but I serve the others first, and then I help myself later. You see, in the beginning of the world, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, the Bible says that Eve, she took the fruit and she ate and then she gave to Adam. When we are mature, we think, let me prepare this meal for my family first. Let me prepare this meal for my small group first. Let me prepare this meal for my people first. Then I can eat later. Someone was equipping you, teaching you. It's like when, when you're learning how to cook or to be a chef. You need to watch that video to read that recipe. And you are learning, learning until you become mature enough to be a chef. To serve people. To find the right ingredients. So when we talk about what is a church. is a place to equip people. But some places... Or some people think the church can be a McDonald's. And what is this? Fast food? Have you watched the film? This film? Really cool. How many? No? Suggest an amazing film on Netflix. Uh, The founder is the um, real story of Ray Kroc, the guy who who was the founder of McDonald's. And let me tell you a bit, but without spoilers. He wasn't a food salesman. He was a machine salesman. So there, there was no need for Ray to learn or to know how to prepare hamburgers or how to cook. The only need was how to sell machines and how to be clever. So do you know what's the main business on McDonald's? And, and the film you showed is it's not food. Is the state, uh, real estate, we call it state agencies land, properties. How is this? Well, if you we have someone here very rich that would love to, be, um, to buy a franchise, we call franchise of McDonald's, you just need to pay around four million of dollars and go for a very bureaucratic and long process to be approved by them. And by the very end of this long journey, finally you have your McDonald's building and shop and then you need to pay for all the machinery and everything and guess what? You need to pay for the rent for the land. And who is the landlord? McDonald's. They are in everywhere in this planet and the main business is land, buildings, and machines under the excuse of selling food. So, it's a place for food but food is not the main thing. Sometimes church can be like this because McDonald's makes you satisfied but doesn't feed you. Makes you feel is a, a lot of flavors and you feel, oh, this is nice, but doesn't feed your body. In many places, when churches are more concerned about the structure and everything around the food, yeah, it's still a place for food, but fast food. Doesn't feed you, doesn't teach you, doesn't equip you. So when we say we want to be a diverse church, equipped, what, what, what you're trying to say is, guys, we want to be a place that we equip every single Christian to be a chef, to be mature enough, to serve food, to prepare good meals, to share the word of God, to be mature enough. Otherwise, the, the, the easiest way and the risk is to be a McDonald's kind of church, a franchise when you go and you see a very nice structure. Okay, oh, I have all the spotlights and, and, and all the smoke and the stage. I'm not against this, I think it's cool. But when it's only this, then we have, we have a problem. Some churches in my country now is different. They, they paint the walls dark, everything's dark, and you are there worshiping Jesus what a beautiful name he is and everything around is that you can't you cannot see the person next to you or in the net, uh, because everything's dark and all the lights on the stage and even the communion which is funny because communion is supposed to be a place where you see your brother where you share food when you hug each other when you pray together everything's on the stage Everything is about the structure all the conversation is about machinery structure building now oh, by the way you have some french fries but doesn't feed you. Doesn't go deeper. Doesn't take time. Because to equip people takes a lot of work. To sit one by one, to teach the Bible, to have Sunday mornings, to have small groups, to think. Okay, what you're going talking about? Is this in your agenda, Holy Spirit? What you're asking for us to your church? Oh, this takes a lot of work. Let's just put money in structure. This week I received a message of a youth leader in a church in London, very sad, and saying that, wow, this church is nice, it's cool, and they spend a lots of money on video games for the youth group. I'm not against video games, I think it's nice, but the problem is uh, you go for their uh, solid, that small group of the, the, the kids, and have everything. Um, PS4, Wii, all the video games there, and I think it's really nice, but that's it. There's no investment in the Bible teaching. There's no investment in the real meals. What you're giving to them? Big Macs. Fries. Nuggets. And actually, you know that, that guy, famous chef, James Oliver? <laughs> he took McDonald's, uh, how you call it, in the courts? and the law? Uh, in America? Saying that McDonald's is not fit, is not Good for human consumption. And he got victory in the law. The verdict it was just, he was proving it is in America. So when I see some kind of um, leadership in the church, when I see ourselves here, Ephesians 4, 11, always comes to my heart. And the Bible has a model of church in the New Testament. Steve was preaching about this these last two Sundays. We call this name Antioch. It was a church where they had teachers and prophets. What's saying? They had very strong guys, very strong chefs. And these guys, they exist to equip the church, like we read in Ephesians 4 now at the beginning. All these ministries to equip God's people for the works of service. And what does equip mean? I'm so sad because I was doing these PowerPoints and... (laughs) I was with the sunshine in my screen and I couldn't see, there's a mark on this photo here. Okay, so <laughs> the word equip, uh, the word equip in the Bible, in the New Testament and Ephesians 4 here, it's not only providing conditions to someone to fulfill a role. It's not only this. It's funny because uh, they were fishermen and sometimes when the nets are uh, torn or, or, or dirty or broke or whatever it is, to amend the net to fix the net to be used the next day is the word that the Bible used to equip or sometimes to prepare a ship before sailing to take to the ship everything all the supplies everything they need for that long journey it's beautiful it's beautiful to provide conditions for God's people to fulfill their calling and purpose so when we say a diverse church people from different nations, different accents, equipped to impact community. How can we impact the community and beyond without being equipped? So this is a key word in the New Testament. That's why we are talking about the church vision for you. This is the way that we understand God's calling to this local church here. And you don't see in the New Testament, the church of Corinth being, uh, has to send reports to the church of Galatia and they need to uh, be submissive to the church of Thessalonica. No, they were local churches receiving apostolic instruction because they had specific challenges. So for the church in Crowley, you understand this statement or this vision as a biblical rooted in the New Testament and is our goal, is our aim, is our vision for the future of this church. So, equip is to provide the conditions to fulfill a role, But this is our trap. Equip is not to keep people busy. Keeping people busy all the time, doing many things. And this is a question that I, I make for myself. Are we equipping or are we just giving tasks and activities for people? Because life is busy. And to have a busy church is easier. Just give us the sense, the feeling of... Important and being useful in God's kingdom. Just giving the, the, the impression of movement to have a busy church, to have five, six, ten, twelve, fifteen activities, think I'm equipping the church, I'm just busy. And when I think in this, I think in my own personal life. And you should think in your life and your calling and, and your gift that God gave to you. Are you growing in your gift or are you just using your gift all the time? I've been equipped. I give example uh, some, some days ago, let me repeat this. When I came, I finished the seminary in another life, many years ago, uh, I'm from this city in Brazil, Sao Paulo and the church that I work with, uh, that I worked uh, for, they sent me for a very extreme, very far away, another state in Brazil in the very south. And the church where I came from, in Sao Paulo, they were really good in music. Amazing band, amazing band, different bands. Worship really good, amazing musicians, everything. Good instruments, everything. And in my first church, in the very south of Brazil, guess what? We didn't have nothing, even one mic, nothing. No musicians, nothing. We didn't have toilet. And then I was there, my first church, 21 years old. (sighs) Okay, so guess what? My first thought was... Let's make this church strong in music and worship. And this was my mistake. Because the specific mission of that church in that town wasn't to have a big worship pad, but they were really good in service. They could serve people. It took me a while to understand that every single church, God is sharing his gifts through his Holy Spirit, giving different calls and different tasks and different activities. And then how can I make this gift brighter and better? Equipping, not only using and filling my agenda and schedule with activities, because by the end I'll be burned out, tired, and I lost my joy. So to equip is always, in, and also to say, no, wait. To equip is not to be there all the time, all the time. And this is my main, main uh, concern to my life. Why? Because, because we don't want to create in this local church a baby food factory. When you keep feeding babies, feeding babies, feeding babies all the time. We want to have people mature. That's why we are sharing these six words with you in this journey of six sermons. And my hope is for you, as part of this local church, or just arriving in this church, to understand wait, um, these guys, they are worried about something. And I think this church is a place where I can grow. And I think this church is a place where, and grow is always, to grow is always painful. But I can improve, I can change, or I can eat baby food forever. But baby food forever is not God's calling to you. Well, what is a church? It's a big table where we share food. This afternoon in my home, I'm very happy because we're having a special time with the kids and Benas and I think Emma as well. Where is Emma? Here. And I'll be sharing with them how important the table is. Not only the communion, we call super communion, the body of Christ, but the table, the meaning of the table. And if you read in your Bible, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's full of meaning and things that happens behind the table, the meal, that special moment. Church is a big table where we share food. Now, uh, in the very end of the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 24, we had two guys, disciples of Jesus, walking very sad. Uh, Frustrated and frustrations is always about expectations They had expectations with God. I don't know. Maybe you know what this means. They had expectations with God and God was just Frustrated you and they were walking uh, in their journey and 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 the bible says that jesus just shows up jesus was walking with them they couldn't see they couldn't understand they couldn't recognize that was jesus for them was just bloke just a normal guy walking alongside them and they were talking about the death of jesus christ and that cross and the traveler jesus he said to them this is in luke chapter 24 he said come on guys you are so slow to understand the things and then uh this uh, traveler Jesus started to share with them the scriptures and it was a long preaching a long sermon with them and the bible says since Moses through all the prophets he was preaching teaching them teaching them and they were okay they were listening and the bible says they their hearts were were, uh, were burning with that word but they were still not understanding They were receiving a lot of information about God's kingdom. And they were thinking, oh, this is great. This is good. This keeps me energized. Every Sunday morning when I go to that church, I feel nice until next Wednesday. And then I have another Sunday and I feel energized again and again. And they were feeling that thing, but they were still blind. But in the very end of that journey, when they sat around the table, the Bible says that Jesus was sharing the bread. So when Jesus took the bread and shared it, them, their eyes were opened. And they saw Jesus not performing a big, I don't know, miracle. They saw who Jesus is around the table. It's beautiful. Even in the Old Testament, Israel, before uh, delivered them from, from free them from the Egypt. And that night, God said, guys, sit around the table and have a meal together. Church is this place. Where Jesus will just reveal himself to you in the sharing of food. When you open your door, when you receive people, when you share with someone. Guys, I was reading this week, this. Do you know something that I learned? Can we have a coffee and talk about this? Sharing food, sharing food, sharing food, and Jesus there. And sharing food. Not, not only, oh, we pay someone, and this guy, he preaches every Sunday, and they keep feeding us with that baby spoons, coloring red, blue, whatever is the color, giving baby food for us. No, no, no. We are learning how to cook. We are being equipped. In the very end of your Bible, in the book of Revelation, chapter 19, when finally you be there with him and see Jesus the Bible says that Jesus will not be waiting us with a church morning service. And chapter nineteen, verse nine says that he'll be waiting us with a long table, where everybody can share food, where everybody can feed the other, when you can toast, when you can enjoy, and this big table with him. And the symbol of our faith is food wine and bread, the body and the blood of our lord jesus so i know it's a lot but this is church i know it's kind of messy doesn't fit in my box sometimes i thought church was that guy with the nice garments and church is you church is people church is opening your door is maybe now in the coffee uh, in the coffee uh moment saying let's have a meal together how is your heart not asking questions only about if the other person is right or wrong, but if the other person is good or bad, if he's facing something, or uh, taking from our mind that mindset of, oh, are you struggling with something? Oh, book a time with Justin. He will speak with you, uh, the pastoral care in the church. I'm here. I have a phone. I have a, I don't know, a car. I have some time free. Let's have a meal. And we start to share food, equip the saints. So in this journey of six words, we are sharing with this local church, the vision that, are you you there then? No, it's our vision. Vision is a picture of the future that ignites passion. Vision is a picture of the future that we see it. Guys, we, we need to be there. We are going that way. And you, as part of this local church, you're very clear. What's our vision? It's not only a statement. Behind every word, there's a meaning. A diverse church that we had the last two Sundays equipped, okay? We, we need to equip people in this church. How? Wow, this is a long conversation. <laughs> this is a long conversation. We're working on how, but this is the main thing to our hearts. Let's pray. Let's stand. When I was... When I was in the... Thank you, Ian. When I was a kid and I was learning to preach, I still don't know if i learned... But the, my, my teacher, he said, to, not to me, to us in the, in the, in the class, he said, uh, he was a very, you know, these old-fashioned teachers, looks angry all the time. And he said, you are not allowed to preach a sword, sword? Sword sermon. And I thought, well, the word of God is a sword. No, no, no. Flat and long boring and never ending (laughs) okay I got it has to be with some flavor there even if you preach short that's alright that's fine but the message needs to be there now I'd love to pray with you and ask you this kind of annoying things that preachers always ask I don't ask you raise your hand look to your brother and sister say that you love him No, no 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 but I do ask you to pray with someone now there's a teaching um, that we call uh, the priesthood of all believers. What is this? The Bible says that every single of us, every one of us, we are priests. It's not only the pastor that we pay for it. It's you and your calling. So maybe, maybe no. I think now is a very important moment to spend a few minutes. The guys will be worshiping here and you can pray with, even with your family, someone around you or some brother and sister and to pray for them and you are allowed to ask questions come on guys give me two things to pray for you now here you know why because the head of the church he's here the owner of the church the guy who created this the man who just said he said every time you're gathering together two or three of you i will be there and two questions question number one what jesus can do for you this morning He can save you. He can heal you. He can bring peace to your heart. He can save you and bring you to repentance. But the second question is, what can you do for Jesus and his kingdom? God, how can I serve you? Hey, neighbor, can you pray for me? Because I don't have clarity. How can I serve God? And we pray now. And guess what? The Holy Spirit will be there. Let's pray. You are free to pick any person two, five, ten, I don't know, and spend the next few minutes praying. Can we sing? Thank you, Gil. Let's pray.